Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Networking. It's your superpower. It's me, Keisha Kent, your host, podcast host, best-selling author. Oh my goodness, diversity, equity, and inclusion leader. I love, love, love all of the things and I love connecting with people. Make sure that you are following me on all of my socials. You can find me first off on my website at mrskeeshspeaks.com. You can also find my book, number one new release, Networking, It's Your Superpower. It's available on Amazon. You can also get it on my website. If you go on my website, I would love, love, love to sign the book and send it to you. It's been a pleasure to be on the podcast and I am enjoying this journey. This here opportunity for me to connect with you all all over the world. I want to first thank you all for saying yes, for tuning in, for sharing the podcast. Everybody in Ireland, Canada, all of you folks that are tuning in. I just love, love, love the fact that you said yes. Keep saying yes, and I'll keep saying yes here too. Networking, networking, networking truly is a superpower. Stay connected. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Networking, It's Your Superpower. I am excited to bring to you this episode today for the month of Black History. And what I'm going to do this month is I'm going to highlight some amazing individuals who are doing some work in the St. Louis community. But I'll just preface it by saying These individuals are global. The things that they do impact the world. So I wanted to bring them to the podcast and I really want to make sure that you have an ability to first meet my friend, Dr. Marty K. Casey. And when I tell you the relationship that we have, the love, it it is everything I could have asked for in my life. The one thing I really wanna just highlight about Dr. Casey is she has a saying, that hurt people hurt people but healed people heal people one of the things that she sets out to do in her latest development of ungun institute which focuses on disarming trauma in individuals to heal from collective trauma events which plague our black communities the work that she's doing i've watched it from afar and i've seen it up close she's doing some amazing things that really 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 stand out to me She's also been voted most influential businesswoman in St. Louis, top 25 most influential businesswoman in St. Louis in 2020 by the St. Louis Business Journal. She has done so many things when it comes to healing arts. She's an activist, she says. And the biggest thing that I love about her is she has a heart the size of gold. And the biggest thing is also this. She has a passion for art, which is combined with her compassion for activism. And in 2014, she created Show Me Arts Academy, which serves individuals. Over 3,000 children have been served using arts to heal. She's the artistic director of that organization and the founder. So if you have not heard of her at this point, I want you to make sure that you go on and you find her at showmearts.academy.com 
or you can find her at unguninstitute.com as well and make sure that you do everything that you can to connect on facebook as well as linkedin she's doing some amazing things so be sure to connect and get ready i'm going to bring her in Well, officially, 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 welcome to Networking. It's your superpower, Dr. Marty K. Casey in the building. Yay! <laughs> it's such a pleasure to be here with you. I've been waiting on this. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It is a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, sometimes we we just take it for granted. We we see each other. We talk all the time and we forget to really get down to the business for other people. This right here is for others. It's not for us because, you know, I love you when no one else is even watching and listening. Hey, come on. I love you for that. You're such a gift to me. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? Listen, I want to ask you, tell us who in the world is Dr. Marty K. Casey? Who is Dr. <laughs> Marty K. Casey? Well, okay. So let me say this. I like to say I'm Marty K. Casey, an activist and affectionately known as Dr. Marty. I received that name from the streets. The people gave me that name. I received an honorary doctorate. And so that's when I became Dr. Mm. Marty. And I'm so proud to to wear that. (laughs) Thank you. And to carry that because, you know, sometimes we we can go after our dreams and it looks one way to us and others don't necessarily buy into it well it's one thing when when others tell you you know this is how we see you and so therefore you don't have to even sell it to them because Mm. they gave it to you and so I am just I'm so proud that I have became Dr. Marty by the people and not by my own accord Ooh, you better come on Dr. Marty that's so good (laughs) that's so good I want you to tell my listeners in the world What are some things that you are passionate about? And I'm throwing this in there because I want people to hear your passion and hear who you are when it comes to the movement, the work you do, all of those things that embody Dr. Marty K. Casey. What are are some of those things? Well, as I, I spoke about, I've coined a word to best describe myself, an activist. So that means I'm a professional actress slash activist. I chose to be an actress and I tapped into those gifts and talents as, as a little girl, if you will. Okay. And it was the very, um, it was the very medicine that I needed to, um, to just release and, and be the best person that I can be. That was on the inside of me. Those things sometimes that you just can't reach. And that's who I became this, like, um, I guess, interesting person you know and I was able to take it to the stage and grab a microphone and sing and become a speaker and travel all around the world so yeah 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 all of that was done then but and being an activist that was something that chose me Mm. that um when being from St. Louis Missouri um we happen to be in a um a state where we don't always have it easy mm-hmm. in terms of how we we show up in in each other's uh culture and embracing that mm. sometimes it feels like it's pulling teeth <laughs> so uh it started for me in college when 
I realized the university that I was attending was not observing Dr. King's birthday. Uh And I, I, uh, again, was voted in by the the students or what have you. I was the first black class president, freshman class president. And when I, I figured out that we had class that day on January 15th, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We cannot go to class. This is Dr. King's day in our college at the time should at Missouri Baptist I was like you should be observing this so I shut it all down I knocked on everyone's door door in the dorm room and I'm like we're not going to class I'm going to teach us these songs we're going to sing songs we're going to march hand in hand from our dorm rooms to the uh to the classrooms and we're going to make a point and so I became an activist mm-hmm. out of a need, okay. out of out of awareness, trying to bring awareness of just how important Dr. King was. And I explained to the students, here we are, black and white students, uh, girls and boys, if you will, in a um, co-ed dorm. I said, this could not have, have would not have happened if Dr. King did not you know, push the civil yeah. rights movement yeah. in the manner that he did. I said, the fact <laughs> that we are all living in this building, going to school together and they don't want to acknowledge it. Oh no. So, I mean, we, I taught them, uh, we shall overcome Kumbaya. Mm, Happy come birthday, on. Stevie wonder style, baby. We were singing, <laughs> you hear me? And, and I remember marching up to the, uh, to the classrooms and the Dean, Dean of students, Uh, sent word for me to come to his office. And he said, Marty, I can appreciate what you're doing, but you're going to have to make sure everybody gets back to class. And I'm going to need you to write a letter to the school apologizing for, I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 it's not going to happen like this. He says, well, you know, there's uh, always consequences to choices. He says, if this doesn't happen, then you're going to lose your scholarship to go to school here. And I said, well, just consider it lost. Wow. And I, you know, um, at that particular time, I made the decision. If I can't afford to, um, you know, go to school here, then it is what it is. But I stood for something and I stood on that. And right now to this day, if you were to uh, call Missouri Baptist, now university, it was college back then, but if you were to call Missouri Baptist University on January 15th, mm. and they will tell you that the schools are closed oh. for the observance of Dr. King's Day. And my school came back and apologized to me years later, did a big write-up on me. You can wow. go and you'll see... You'll see all of that in the library. Um, I, I mean, it's just a lot of amazing things came from that activism. So that's where it started for me back in 1990. And fast forward to seven years ago here in Ferguson, when the unrest took place, I <clears throat> I look at that as being in my backyard. I live literally 10 minutes away from where Michael Brown was was murdered and executed in the streets. And my heart went out. My heart went out to his mother, who I did not know at that time, who has now become like a little sister to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because she reached out to me and said, I'm watching you and I'm seeing how you care about people in the community. And I I really want your help. So um, I, from behind the scenes, I have been helping Michael Brown's mother for a long time uh, emotionally with 
everything that has taken place with her in this city with the loss of her son. So that activism, that kicked in for me um, seven years ago. And I knew that as an artist, I had a stage, I had a voice, I had a purpose, I had uh, a background that could offer a voice to speak about what was going on in our city. And if I had to be that one to speak loud, stand tall, and say, this is not going to happen again. I will do whatever is necessary. And although I only stand five feet one, you five foot one, you can't tell me that I'm not tall because <laughs> it's not about, <laughs> it's not about the, the, the feet or the inches. It's really about the reach. And so I know that God has called me to have a purpose that has a, a, a pretty, a pretty wide reach. And, and I try to use that for good. I love it. I love all of that. Oh, my goodness. People needed to hear that. And I appreciate you for sharing all of the details that you told us right there. And when I look at all that you do, I can remember last year, 2020, it was the tribute to success. And I happened to walk in and I was running a few minutes behind and I didn't know that I was getting ready to walk into this treat. But oh my goodness, I was at one of the, the front tables. And as I walked to the front, I think when I got to the door, I started hearing you starting to sing. But when I sat down in that seat, it was like the room went black and you were singing directly to me. And I said, mm -hmm. come on, God. And you, if you, <laughs> I had a recording where you could hear me just really cheering you on and giving you <laughs> all this energy and attention. And I'm telling you, it's been like that since I first read your name and oh. that was 2012. And I mentioned this to you on your birthday. Happy 50th yes. birthday. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited that I just turned 50. That's yes. a whole nother part of the story. But, but thank you for, for sharing that about the song. I, that's the one thing I've been doing longer than anything. Um, Keish, I have, been singing since the age of 12 wow and I lost my hearing in my left ear when I was 25 wow and I was devastated uh -huh. I was devastated because that meant my my career path of what I thought it would be would, was over but that's not the case at all because here I am 25 years later you see I just turned mm. 50 and and wow it was really just beginning for me but what God did he he basically he set the path for me and, and, and when he allowed my hearing to be lost, mm -hmm. come on, mm -hmm. come on, come on, in one ear, he allowed me to hear him better Wow! in both ears. It was a spiritual journey for me. It wasn't about the physical. It was about the increase of the spiritual. I, I, and I say this to people all the time. You don't understand the faith walk mm. that is necessary until you watch a blind man cross the street in traffic with just a cane. Wow. That's the trust that you must have in yourself. Okay. Having that in God, in the walk that we have been ordered to do. That was the faith walk I had to enter on. I had to become a blind man crossing the street in traffic with just a cane. Mm. When I lost my hearing in my left ear, where do I go from here, God? What do you want me to do? And so I had to tune in and hear, hear him. 
And that's when my life took a shift and things changed. So, no, I'm not going to be the next Whitney Houston in the studio singing and recording. But he allowed me to go to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I became a. And oh, so this is, I always have a story within the story. So I'm going to make this one really quick. <laughs> Take so your time. Happened, Take your a, time. <laughs> a good friend of mine right here from St. Louis, Chuck Flowers is his name. He said, Marty Casey, you need to be on stage. Your personality is so big. You, you really, that's what you should focus on. And you can still sing because you can do musicals. Oh, And it won't be as hard as if you were singing with a band and traveling like that. And so... Uh, my mom won some tickets to Tyler Perry's show. I got a chance to meet Tyler Perry. And the first thing Tyler Perry asked me, he says, do you sing? I said, I actually <laughs> do. He says, do you act? I said, no, but someone told me that I should, you know, be doing stage. He says, whoever that is, they're right. He says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and audition for something local. And uh -huh. I want you to get that experience under your belt. He says, and when I come back to St. Louis, I want you to find me and I want you to audition for me because I can see it and hear it on Ooh. you. This was Tyler Perry. Wow. And the show that I saw him in was his very first show. And it was, I know I have, I know I've been changed. Yeah. And yeah. Who, who was in that show was David Peaston and Shirley Murdoch. Okay. Okay. So then I went and tried out for this local, um, I auditioned for this local piece and it was, uh, it was uh, Sparkle is the name of that, ah, that, yeah. that show. Well, I had two, I don't like to call them small parts. Yeah. I'll just say my speaking parts was not the main role. Okay. So I had two minimum speaking parts, mm -hmm. but it was someone sitting in the audience that came up to me after the show, gave me their phone number and said, we're holding an audition. Next finish. Yeah. So finish telling the story if you want to start from the beginning of the guy in the audience you go from there yeah so as I was stating before uh, I had a, a minimum part if you will I actually played two characters but not a lot of lines um, but after the show there was a gentleman that walked up to me and he said I really enjoyed your performance here's my phone number would love for you to come out and audition for mm. a major role um, in a stage play so I actually, I did, I got the part and this stage play, uh, we, we actually uh, pilot it here in St. Louis for maybe about a year and a half. Wow. And, and they were pitching it to producers, a national mm -hmm. producer. Mm -hmm. It then got picked up at that particular time. Fast forward. I now have been uh, picked up to go and sing overseas in Germany and France. So hey, I'm, on, I'm on. on tour. <laughs> I'm on tour where I'm doing this local play, hoping that it gets picked up. I get a call while I'm in Germany saying, hey, when are you coming back? Because the producers love the show. They picked it up. They want to start a national tour, but wow. they want to guarantee that you're in it to play your part. Uh. <laughs> and, and we can't get started on this tour until you come back. Ooh. So that... <laughs> So here I, here I am, I, I go back and we, we uh, start the tour. Guess who the leads were in this show? Okay. I'm listening. Shirley Murdoch and David Peaston. Hey. <laughs> 
So they the, came back again. Come on. Well, come they on. were they were in Tyler Perry right. when he first started, but then those same two end up being in the show that I was in. Wow. Come on, God. Along with Cuba Gooding Sr. So I played Cuba Gooding Sr.'s father. I played Shirley Murdoch's mother. I'm father, Lord. I played <laughs> Cuba Gooding Sr.'s uh, mother and uh, Shirley Murdoch's mother-in-law. That's, oh, wow. Yes, yeah, for two yeah. and a half years. So I toured all around the country in a show called Be Careful What You Prayed For, What You Pray For. And for those who are listening who might just might remember that show, because it was a big hit. We sold out everywhere we went. We Ooh. were doing eight shows a week, uh, two and a half years. And I played the old lady in the wheelchair that did a <laughs> cartwheel in the splits. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Look at you. You know what? And I think I knew that because I heard you had this conversation before. And I'm (laughs) like, come on, tell it. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear that. Yeah. So that's how I want to ask you. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, here's my, my golden question. With all of the things that you've been doing, how have you managed to stay connected to those people? And then what is your networking style? How do you continue the relationships? Well, first of all, um, I think it's very important that you um, you be authentic. Just be who you are at all times. Uh, so therefore, you don't have to pretend when you get in the room to try to be fitting to who you think they may mm. want you to be. If you are just who you are, you already have that uh, in you and on you <laughs> when you show up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Yes, ma'am. So when you ask me how I have been able to maintain those relationships, whoever I was meant to be friends with, mm-hmm. even then, we are probably still friends now. If my personality or what I had to offer wasn't attractive or meant to be with someone back then, then nine times out of ten, we're probably not you know, um, associating in those arenas now. So I never look for connections. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) powerful. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, try the spirit by the spirit, Mm -hmm. whoever, um, I am drawn to or whoever is drawn to me, then that's meant to be. And so I never try to force my way into a situation. I don't, I mean, I'm at a place now, Keisha, in my life, and this is this is now. If there's anything that I want to brag on, I want to brag on this. Come on. In the last two and a half years, Marty K. Casey has never looked for an opportunity. Ooh, goodness. Anything God. that you have seen me do in the last two and a half years, I have not auditioned for it. I have not called to seek an opportunity about yeah, it. Yeah. These phone calls are finding me. These opportunities are finding me. And that is the part that I love when you get to a place where they know you exist. Mm -hmm. They know what you have to offer. They know if they, they feel like you're a good fit or not. Right. The work comes to you. That's the life that I I live today. I love that. I love that. And it's about adding value. Speak to adding value. Talk about what it means to add value. And I say this all the time because I often get people that will send me a message and instantly they either want to sell something or they're looking for something. Talk about adding value and the difference in adding value and all the other stuff. Because as I think about it, 
when you go in and you add value, Marty, anywhere you go and add value, people will remember that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, in order to add value, you have to know your worth. Hmm. Speak to it. You have to understand that one plus one might not be two to somebody. They may, <laughs> the perspective to them, it may be 11. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They see, yes. they see, they see one and one thing standing next to each other. And together we make, we, we, it looks like an 11. Baby. So it's all about perspective. And so in adding value, you have to first know your worth. So you're not devalued mm. because when you are feeling like you're being devalued, then that's when you get caught up in those situations where you are, uh, you're lacking confidence. You mm. may be uh, turning into or appearing to be an opportunist. Uh, uh, it's so yeah. It's so many different ways that you can show up that will push people away from you or make them a little skeptical or unsure about who wow. you are in business. But when you know who you are and your worth, it doesn't matter even if I walk mm. in and I get a no. I'm not always the person that they call on to right. speak. And I'm not always the person that they call up to the front of the room to you know, uh, to, to share to sing something. Tune, yeah, baby. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing. Even when I am that person, that doesn't mean I'm the best person to do those yes, things. Yes, Lord. Come but on. what I do know for a fact, they know what they're going to get when they do call on me. Mm, that's because powerful. They've come to know that because I've been consistent in being that. So adding value that's also key. means to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Because yes, when that that's huge, especially in these platforms today, specifically mm. Clubhouse. Ooh, we we on, can't Clubhouse. see you. I don't know what you have on. Speak so to I, can't, it. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't judge it by, oh, she's dressed for the part today. Come on forward, sister. Let's see what you have to say. We You don't know who you calling you up don't. and what's going to come out their mouth when they hit that stage and, and start speaking on that mic. You have no clue. So you really have to somewhat go by that. Who do, who do we know or what have we come to know about you? What's your energy? You know, you can you can shift and change some things for the, you know, uh, for the better or for the worse. So it is it is adding value when you know people know who you are and, and your presence speaks for itself. That's it. I'm to a place where I'm tired of introductions. It, it, I'm sure Oprah probably got. I'm not comparing myself to Oprah, <laughs> but I'm just using her as an example. Yeah, it's her birthday yeah. too. You know, it is some, her birthday. There's some tight Aquarius in the house. Let me say, them January babies holding it down. <laughs> we yeah, they we hold it down in January. I you know, but but my my point is, I'm sure Oprah got to a place where she was like, you know, don't even call me Oprah. Just say oh. Because <laughs> you just get tired of introductions at this point. If you Ooh. don't know who I am, the value that I bring, and what I come to do, I'm probably not the person you need to be calling. I on love anymore. that. I love that perspective, and it keeps you from overcompensating. I keep saying overcompensating is unnecessary. If you feel the need to overcompensate, You've done yourself a disservice anyway, if you've even thought on and moved on the thing. Now, if you've thought on it and you said, you know what, let me cast this down, keep going in that direction. But when you think about having to overcompensate, not only is it draining, but it's taking you away from what the gift is that you naturally have. I love everything that you said. Oh, my goodness. Thank you.
Oh, yeah. my but it took me a little minute to get here. This doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. It, it, it really doesn't. And, you know, and and I am at that. Um, I'm at that place in my life. I think just kind of turning 50. This is a different energy now that I possess. Are <laughs> you feeling it, some kind of way? I, I, <laughs> but, you know, it was coming up on me like two and a half years ago. So, you know, you kind of ease into it. And so here I am. And, yes. what, and so what I feel 50 and fine y'all thank you so what I feel like now it's about me preparing to pass this baton to somebody else I am not in competition I'm in completion yes. I'm in completion with myself I'm not in competition not even with myself there's no need to be there really isn't any need to be I'm in collaboration with anyone hey. else hey. and I'm in completion with me that's it that is it. That's it. We could drop the mic right there and end this thing, <laughs> but we're not going to end it. <laughs> I'm so excited to just have you. And you know what? Our conversations always go and go and go and go. And I love the fact that you, your perspective is so real.com. Oftentimes we come up to people and they have these things that they're doing and they're great at those things, but they don't know how to hold a normal conversation. And for me, that's a loss for me. I'm mm. so grateful that you're able to have a conversation with the best of them, any of them, all of them. It matters. And it's such a big deal on what you do and how you do it. Listen, I want to ask you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to ask you. You're so welcome. I want to ask you when you think about how things shifted in 2020 with COVID, what were some things that shifted for you in your line of work that you do, in your business, in all of the things that you do, what shifted for you during this pandemic? Wow, that's a that's a very, very, very good question that I'm I, I'm being asked that over and over again. <laughs> I'm even in a documentary coming up. Uh, okay. I had a film crew from LA fly in. Uh, yes, to, to sh- shoot me in the documentary, speaking about this. So this is what I'm going to say. Um, First of all, we're in two pandemics. Let me let me just keep it real. We put it out there. So we we have COVID-19 going on, which kind of took us all by surprise. And it was like, okay, huh? What'd you say? Go in the house and be on punishment for three months? <laughs> like what? And wear a mask? And huh? You can't go anywhere? Don't get in, you know, feet away from people. Just like it's like it was so unreal, so unthought of, so oh, unheard of. Knowing I like it's, to <laughs> hug people. I love you, to hug people. Exactly. So it's it's it. I knew that this was going to be something that was um, going to either catapult people to a place that they've never been before, like mm. getting on a spaceship and and for the first time and pew, you you gonna fly up to space and it's like, ooh, th- now this is different. <laughs> so I knew it was either going to be that or people were going to plunge and nosedive. Mm. So you have so when you're looking at something that is just so odd, so different, what what are you seeking to get out of this? Mm. I want wow. to fly. Yeah. I want to go as high as I can. So therefore, I cannot put my focus on the negativity. I have to, you know, really believe that I can fly. And that is the mindset that I entered into in this situation. So for me and a, and I'm sure others, we were able to take that spaceship ride. Mm. But for somebody whose mindset stayed on the negativity, wow, 
the energy and the depression. Yes, and, ma'am. And it, it took them to a nosedive position. I watched it. I watched it in several people. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so so what you just asked me, the key is mindset. Hmm. Yes. What do you believe? Mm-hmm. What that's where faith comes in. That's where you, without a shadow of a doubt, you know what? I've been in some some unknown spaces before. Yes. <laughs> Come on. And I made it on the other side. Dr. I might not Marty. know what this looks like. Yes. I don't even like the way that it feels. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not understanding it. Yes. I'm, I might not be the sharpest pencil in the box, but it's still right. And so therefore, <laughs> I'm going to believe that I'm going to make it to the other side. So it's a matter of your head being up or your head being down. That's right. What position are you holding your head? Hmm. So I, if anybody's listening right now and you feeling something that just, it, it just, you're like, I just can't figure it out. Hold your head up. That's hmm. the first thing I want you to do. I want you to position your body so that your mind, your body, and your spirit is in alignment because it's certain even physical things that we do that you send a message to yourself saying we're down. Mm. We can't, we're not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to hold your head up and then I want you to think about what you need to do to get to that, 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 that spaceship ride. Mm. What do you, what do you need to do to prepare for this blast off? Do you have everything in order so that your business can pivot and it can work? Do you have the right people on your team? Come on, team. If you're getting ready to go to space, you mm. already know everybody. <laughs> if you're not getting along down here on Earth, why would you want to go to Mars with them? So I'm asking you right now to take a good look yes. at the people that you have around you. Who is really ready for this ride? Because, y'all, we blasting off. Ain't we? Ain't we? Okay. And what does that, What what do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I get there, come on, this is what I need you to do too, because this is something we don't always do. Sometimes we wait until we get there to prove we have, we made Ooh. it. And then we try to figure out what's next. You need to know your what's next right now. On the way. Right now. Yes. You need to know. You need to know what those next moves are going to be. So when I was doing my one woman show in New York, and they were talking about this thing called COVID. I had a mask on. I even had my mask on on the airplane. And people was looking at me like, oh, is she sick? I said, I'm not sick, but I don't know who on here might be sick. <laughs> so, and I, so I was early wearing a mask, okay? You see what I'm saying? You got to already do it now. You better. You better. And, and, and to God be the glory, I have not been sick. Even my daughter got COVID living in my home, and I still didn't get it. Come on, God. Because you have to prepare. You have to be prepared. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, so when that when that happened, and I came home, and I'm like, "Wow, the tour! I got to shut it down. I'm not going to be able to continue to go on to Kansas City, and to Memphis, and to Chicago with my my play. Mm-hmm. And now I'm spending three months at home with my my grandson, who I he's home being homeschooled. Somebody's got to stay home with him. So I'm like, well, if I'm spending time at home, the show's canceled. What else can I do? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I began to work on fully bringing Ungun Institute to surface. 
And the timing of it could not be more perfect because the I I have a lot of business going on right now. Yes, Why? ma'am. Because I'm in the business of making people feel better. Hmm. And I'm in the business of making people feel better when there's a whole lot thing of things going on that's making them feel bad. Yes, God. Because that other pandemic that we also have been dealing with in the middle of COVID is also the racial injustice. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Continues to peak its it's nasty, rear its nasty head. Come on. Speak so, to it. So because of that, we have to not only find a cure for COVID, we're going to have to find a way to completely do away with this racial injustice. Eradicate it. Come on. It has to be done. Yes. All at the same time. Because in both cases, black and brown people are three times as much at risk with both pandemics. Yes, ma'am. That's so good. That's so good. I'm so thankful that you mentioned that because as we think about the level of what we're doing in society, until we're lifting these things up at the same heightened level, we will continue to lose people at this rate that we are. And the Ungun Institute, baby, tell us, more about that. What is the Ungun Institute? Ungun Institute is a anti-trauma business where we help you to disarm your hurt and pain by using the arts. I'm an artist before I'm anything. Mm -hmm. I am a woman I am a black woman. I am a Christian. And I bring all of those things into very unique techniques that I have created mm -hmm. that God has allowed me to take around the world and help people disarm their trauma. Wow. From childhood trauma to generational trauma hmm. to racial trauma yeah. to yesterday trauma. How about January 6th trauma? It don't matter Come what on. you have experienced, what's going on. We all are dealing with some type of hurt and pain and we need those trauma bullets. That's that's what I call okay. trauma bullets to to be able to be removed and come out of us because it's blocking us emotionally for showing up in the places that we need to show up and be our best. You want to be the best in your marriage. You want to be the yes, best with your children. Yes, you want to be the best on your job. Yes. It is so important for you to just wake up and be okay with you that day. If you Ooh. don't see nobody, some of y'all waking up and you're mad at yourself. Come on. From some stuff that happened in 92. If I asked you to smile right now, you'd be frowning at the phone as you're listening to this podcast. Cause you'd be, I ain't got nothing to smile about. You do. You did. woke up yes. because there's millions of people that in 2020 didn't get to see That's it. today. That's it. And that alone is enough to say thank you, God, for a thank you for another day. That and alone. not only do you have another day, that means you still have work to do. It's not over. You've been chosen. There's a, there's a, a purpose that's brewing inside of you that's waiting to be birthed and come out. And, and you will continue to go over those lessons of negativity over and over again until you tap into your purpose. Come on with it. Yes. I was suffering from, from so many things emotionally, Keish. Mm -hmm. I was suffering. 
and it showed up in my body and my weight and my 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 the, uh, uh, you know how I was feeling hmm. and and uh I mean just your joints yeah, everything yeah. hurts your back your neck your, you feel like you was in a car accident you weren't in no car accident you were in an emotional disaster come on you've been in an emotional tornado in your life and it's time to ungun that now, check this out. I haven't lost not one pound. I'm still heavy set. But my mindset is so different mm. that I don't feel the heaviness of the trauma. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's you a have, shift. You ha- It's a shift. You mm-hmm. have people that are, are literally w- walking around uh, not feeling well because they... Um, they can't hardly handle what they're dealing with on a daily basis. Right. And it might be something that that goes all the way back to childhood that they didn't forgot about. But guess what? Your subconscious hasn't. Mm-mm. Your subconscious still holds on to it, whether you're talking about it or not, whether you even remember it. Some things didn't happen to you. You don't even remember, but your subconscious will take you there. Oh, yeah. And so that's what we're ungunning. This isn't anything that I do. I just I just sit with you through the process so that your mind, body, and spirit get on one accord. That's your team that I work with in order for you to be better. I love that. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Now, you're let me welcome. ask you, let me ask you this. As you're thinking, and I want you to think about this, what advice would you give someone who's wanting to get in media and do things like that? What advice would you give anyone, an entrepreneur maybe, or someone that's interested in switching their careers or doing something different today, what advice would you give them as far as moving forward? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I, I, I would, I would just answer that in general. I can't, I don't know a lot about media per se, Okay. but so what I would just say in general, if you're doing a career shift, the first thing that you want to do is ask yourself, what you're bringing to the table, like Mm -hmm. how, what, how much, um, knowledge, uh, even experience do you have and what it is you're trying to do. And I'll give you a prime example. There was a young lady that she, my mother had her to make me an awesome, uh, birthday cake. And then she dropped off a birthday cake today. So amazing. Oh, Oh, so amazing. Thank you. So she dropped off one today for my grandson. And I said, honey, you are really throwing down on these cakes. I said, how did you learn to do this? And she looked up, she looked up to, she says, it's all God. She Mm. says, I'm self-taught. She says, I used to work at a bakery and I learned the skill of, of some techniques and some things. But then with my own God given gifts and talents and the desire, just loving to bake, wow. I've been able to incorporate all of those things. And so I enjoy mm-hmm. what I do. So in what I just shared with you, I want you to insert yourself as you're making that career change. What's already inside of you, your own gifts and talents that God already put in you, connected to the experiences of her already being at a bakery. What, where have you yeah. already had some experiences? And then add that to what you enjoy. Yes. If you can ask yes, yourself yes, or yes. answer those three, check those three boxes without a shadow of a doubt and answer that, then I believe you're ready to make that shift. 
I love that. And I said media, but you know what I'm thinking about? Entertainment and theater. I don't know why I said media. <laughs> well, that's okay because I'm never going to lie about anything, baby. Media is not my thing. <laughs> now, entertainment all day, that's all what day I long meant. it is. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But you see, it really doesn't matter because it when we doesn't. look at life in terms of formulas, it yeah. should work no matter what. That's so good. If I love how you said that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if it's one plus one plus one is two in America. It still should be that in China. It still should be that in France. It should be that in Mexico. We Everywhere you go, baby. Yeah. It's a formula. It's a formula. It. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that I clarified because I'm like, why did I say media? I'm all like, okay, girl. Baby, because you're in the media. You are in the media. And I, when I looked up, because I knew we were going to do this, I started just Googling and so many things came up. I instantly saw that article at Missouri Baptist and what they put out. That was one of the first things that I saw. And so mm. I want to talk about branding and really talk about the power of branding and the things that you've done. Have you intentionally put things in place, parameters to brand yourself? Where did that come from? I, if you can see me, I'm doing what the cake lady did. I'm looking <laughs> up to the sky right now, honey. That's all God. Yeah, because I'm all over the place. He he has truly allowed me to be a jack of all trades and a master of a few. Okay. okay. And so with that being said, I, I mean, I thought, I told you, I thought I was going to be the next Whitney Houston singing somewhere. That's not the path that he continued to allow me to, to, to go on. So, um, so many things just kind of added up to the next thing and the next thing. So when you think about it, singing and then touring and acting, and mm -hmm. then when Ferguson happened and being an active activist, and then it was like, okay, well then I need to do something for the children. So, so this won't happen to them. And so then I started show me arts Academy yeah. because once again, I want to build something where I already have something I have experienced and that is inside of me that I enjoy you see how those three things yes. that I can produce. So I didn't do this because I just felt like they needed another YMCA or a boys and girls club. I right. did this because this is who I am. And that's why when you go and build a building, come on, somebody. Come now, on. I'm about to really say something here. When you go and build a building trying to compete with something somebody has already been called to do versus mm. putting them in the building, your building will be empty and that person will wow. continue to thrive. Wow, that's heavy. That's heavy. Y'all better be listening. You all better be paying attention and listening. And I want you to make sure that you go online and you connect, you support, because every word that's spoken, I'm hanging on and I'm connecting and I'm seeing and I'm <laughs> supporting. And I promise at the end of the day, it is not by chance. And I know this because, again, I told you when I first started seeing your name, I had not formally met you yet. But when I met you, because I had saw so much about what you were doing and your, who you were as a person, it felt like I knew you. And when we <laughs> talked and we connected, your energy was genuine and so humble. I said, thank you, God. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Keish, for even those. The, I don't take any compliment, any um, positive words spoken as, as I don't take it for granted. I thank you because... 
uh, there's a lot of people out here. I'm quite sure I'm not their favorite. I'm quite sure <laughs> they don't know. They don't <laughs> know you like I know you then, because that's all what? I'm saying. You so they sweet. better get to know you then. <laughs> they better get to know you and not go off what somebody else says. Because this mm. is the other thing I learned. I worked for an organization, and the first day that I got in, the young lady that was training me on the system, she said, "You know what? You're not gonna like so and so. He's so hard to work with. He's this. He's that." She gave all this stuff about mm. the man and I hadn't even met the man yet I'm telling mm. you when I left and went home that evening those things she said were so heavy in my spirit because I knew I was gonna have to work with him every single day mm -hmm. but you know how I ungun that thing so the next day mm. come on yeah I show ungunned it so the next day I went in because what he was doing is he was sending emails super early in the morning 5 a.m he would send the email so I asked I said you know what I noticed that you send emails at about the crack of dawn, sometimes 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., do you expect my response that early in the morning? He said, absolutely not. Not <laughs> at all. Don't you ever think you need to respond that early? That's when I'm up, and that's when I'm my, my most productive. But you respond in your timeline. Do you know? Oh, my Communication gosh. Communication is key. Communication oh is key. Oh, my gosh. It changed the, the game. And she said, did. I should have asked him that. Uh, she said, I yeah. should have just, I said, you know what? We have to make sure that when we put labels on people and we're telling things about people, that it's an experience that's real because some people won't go and get to the source of it. They won't. Yeah. We have yeah. to make sure that we're giving people an opportunity to be who they are, who they are. Today, mm -hmm. we're still connected. He's written me several recommendations. We're such... Wow we're so connected on so many levels and he's a he was a navy man so he was used to being up early in the morning used to doing mm. things like that but he said absolutely not and one of the things i learned from him was all about understanding numbers and how they you know how you can speak using data he was the one that schooled me on that so i look at those relationships and i value every relationship and i know that it's never by chance that god has placed us in the presence of people so dr marty Last couple of things, and I'm going to let you go on about your merry way. What do you have coming I, up? What's I, next I, for mm -hmm. you? Anything. I, go ahead. Anything. What do you have coming up next? Anything that you would love to share with us that you have coming up? And then we're going to close this out. And I want you to tell the people where they can find you. Wow. Well, first you. of all, thank you. What do I have coming up next? I have several things. Um, the, the one thing that I'm very proud of through, by way of On Gun Institute, I, I had an opportunity to uh, do a private um, ungunning where a family contacted me out of another state and I had to go to California to do a rescue. Um, it was someone that I, uh, with a client wow. or what have you, and that client had actually, she, um, she had got caught up in sex trafficking. So it was a really major, major, wow. major rescue here. And um, just going throughout that whole process, I, I understood that Ungun Institute is really turned into something that I didn't even see all of the all of the um, sides of it, all of what it has to offer, all of the life changing components to it. I, I just didn't see all of that. And sometimes God don't show you all those things because the bottom line is that he doesn't want us to operate in fear. You know, we, we should really just truly operate in mm. faith and, and he'll do the rest. So from that, 
I, uh, when they heard about what I had done, then uh, I was interviewed on LA Talk Radio. So from LA Talk Radio, I have a reoccurring uh, spot on that radio station every every month <gasps> where I'm on there giving tips of, of, about uh, trauma and, and how to really stay trauma-informed and ungunned. And because of that, I was asked to then come and do a gifting suite at the Oscars. So the wow. Oscars, April 23rd, I will be in the room meeting influencers and people hey. <laughs> from the Oscars <laughs> and, and uh, really telling them more about Ungun. And um, I have also started booking, I just booked my, my first uh, international and well, national and international workshop for Ungun Institute. And that is coming up in March. And so what we're doing right now, we are we are actually booking workshops. I say right now, get in, get in, get in, get in with me right now because things are moving so fast. I don't know if it will continue to, to be like this in terms of calendar, uh, having some room to bring people in. So the workshops, they range anywhere from 12 to from 10 to 12 people in attendance. We're doing this on Zoom. It is an experience. It is bringing awareness as well as even your 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 personal opportunity to ungun and just understanding what that feels like and how those tools can help you uh, in your life for the whole rest of your life. I began this work with myself, okay? Self-taught. I began this work mm -hmm. when I was in high school, ungunning childhood trauma. And I did it through wow. music. I did it by singing and picking up a mic. So I use the arts to ungun people. The reason being, when you remove something, it's now space to put something in. I want to remove what you don't Ooh. need, and I want to pack it with something you can always use. So when I ungun the, the hurt and the pain and the depression and the lack of confidence and the beat down and yeah. what they said about you when you was yeah. little, what you would never be, when we remove all of that, now what we're going to do, we're going to pack it with the arts. I'm going to take you on stage. You will, you, you, will, you will do your one man or one woman show. You will be singing. You will be dancing. You will be painting. And these are all of the elements that you need to now become. Become your best you. Wow. I love it. I love it's it. I experience. love it. I love it. Now tell the good people. Yes, it is. <laughs> and just to get up under you to get that teaching is also an absolute gift. I'm just going to add that y'all. An you. absolute gift. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So how they can reach me. I'm everywhere. Keish. They can find me on Facebook, mm -hmm. Marty K. Casey. You can find me uh, on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram, on Twitter and on Clubhouse. Now, let me say this. I'm really not a social media butterfly like that. I'm just connected in all of those spaces <laughs> so that I can be found. Uh, however, okay. the best way is just to go ahead and, and give me a call directly for whatever your needs might be. And so the phone number to reach me would be 314-518-5555. That's 
5508. The reason that I have a number that I can always shoot out publicly, and this is something I want to share. This is a tip as well. We tell people all the time, oh, yeah, you can reach me here. Send me a message. Then in the message, you start talking. Then you say, go ahead and send me an email. Then they send you an email and you start talking. And then you say, give me a call. Oh. Why don't you bypass all of that action? Because if you really need me and you need me right now, I'm in business for right now. I'm a right now. I have a right now yes. business going on. If you really need me, I want you to be able to get in contact with me. I need to be accessible. I need to be available. And whatever the needs are, even if I can't help you, I need to at least be able to give you the suicide hotline. I need to be able to give you somebody else's number and say this might be, you know, a your trauma may be a little bit more complex than what we do with our ungunning, but yeah, then we recommend yeah. someone in your area. So this this is why I make myself available and accessible. So you can call me or you, if you want to do an email, maybe you want to explain everything of what's going on first and, and then, you know, we milked into a, a conversation. Well, if that's the case, you can reach me at doctor, that's D-R period, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, K period, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at gmail.com. So that's D-R period, M-A-R-T-Y-K period, C-A-S-E-Y at gmail.com I love it I love it I love it thank you so much again for joining me on this episode of networking it's your superpower and I will see you really soon I cannot wait to talk to you now you know call. you're like my niece honey <laughs> you know I'm I'm like auntie Marty yes, and auntie. My niece for life I want to thank you for having me I want to thank you for showing up in the manner that you do I want to thank you for for sharing your platform your knowledge. But most of all, I just want to thank you for authentically being you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. And I appreciate Same you. Same here. Bye-bye. Have you a too. good rest of your day. Goodbye. See you.